K-A-L-W. Hi, this is Ben Trefney, the host of Bounce. And before we get started with this week's edition, I want to tell you about two things that are happening right now. One is this is a listener-supported podcast. You don't hear any advertising because we depend on listener support. So please chip in, go to KALW.org and click the Donate Now button. Tell them that you love Bounce. And also, we're going to have a live Bounce party at the 81st Avenue Library on Wednesday, May 22nd. We're going to have a video version of the Bounce podcast. We'll have a community discussion about the Warriors leaving Oakland, plus a live performance from a musician and guest appearances by some of the people you've heard on Bounce, along with the reporters and me and free refreshments. So we hope to see you on Wednesday, May 22nd at the 81st Avenue Library in East Oakland. Now, let's get to it. Even if you're number one in the fans' hearts, even if you're a two-time MVP and a three-time champ, even if you're blessed, like it says on some of his hats, this can happen. Steph Curry behind the back, drives down a lane and misses the jam! The Golden State Warriors' road to a third straight championship was paved with bricks in Houston. So many missed layups. But still, these games with the Rockets are close. Iguodala will inbound. Here comes. This is for a tie for Durant. No. It's back to Durant. Curry for the tie. No. The Dubs couldn't convert when they needed to. And so. That's it. This series has just gotten incredibly tight in a hurry. To move on to the next round, Golden State's going to have to win two out of their next three games. But they are coming home. This is Bounce, the Warriors' last season in Oakland. Today, we're headed for Hegenberger Road to hear what will happen after this year when the team leaves town. Well, it will definitely hurt us, yes. Uh, all the businesses in this area, you know, all the hotels, all the stores and restaurants and gas stations. East Oakland won't be the same. But before we hear about the businesses, let's get to know this area by hearing from the people who live here. I define the culture of East Oakland as a culture of resilience. Artist and activist Faviana Rodriguez lives in Fruitvale. I grew up in, at a time when Oakland was violent and harsh and poor because of inequality. The, the crack cocaine epidemic was alive here. We had a, a huge gang problem. I mean, literally, people would be getting jumped across the street from my house. And we had a police problem. I mean, we had police brutality. That, that has always been a problem with the town. But we also had, you know, MC Hammer. We had graffiti. You know, we had businesses that were thriving. The culture of East Oakland is vibrant, it's beautiful, it's glorious. There's a lot of joy. Reverend Harry Williams leads the congregation at Victory Outreach Church in the Melrose. There's so much diversity here in East Oakland. Uh, it's a place where there's so much swag, incredible music, uh, and just an incredible vibe of brotherhood and sisterhood on the one hand. On the other hand, it, it can be an incredibly violent place, a place where there's tremendous apathy, especially among the people who really should care about the poor people that live here. Oracle Arena itself is around 72nd Avenue. That's in the deep east, the place where Candace Elder runs the East Oakland Collective. Drive down Air National all the way to the San Leandro border, which is about like 108th, 109th Avenue. You see the businesses start changing. You see uh, more vacant lots. You'll see more vacant businesses. You'll see the street infrastructure is not kept up. That's the neighborhood where the Warriors currently play. So it's pretty easy to see the team relocating to San Francisco as a business move. The new Chase Center is more than a basketball arena. 
It's that for sure, but it's also filled with pricey suites and box seats. Annual revenue for those choice spots, about $100 million per year. And yes, people in that part of town can afford to pay for that. A high-end community is already rising in Mission Bay, where the team is building its jewel box. So what about the neighborhood the Warriors are vacating? What about the Oakland businesses near Oracle? What are their prospects after the team leaves? Janae Darden took a drive down Hegenberger Road to find out. Runs it across. Pops it. Yes! Oracle Arena, the home base of Dub Nation, sits between two busy streets in East Oakland, 66th Ave and where I am, Hegenberger Road. Hagenberger's two-and-a-half-mile stretch starts at San Leandro Street and is a straight shot to the Oakland airport. The surrounding neighborhood is working class. The vacant Walmart and grocery store buildings are examples of how some businesses have struggled in this area. But along the road, there are a slew of fast-food restaurants, hotels, diners, office buildings, and a few gas stations. Warriors fans patronize many of these businesses, like the Diamond Sports Bar and Grill in the Holiday Inn. It's packed tonight. People are waiting in line for tables. The customers here like to fill up on happy hour deals before filling up the seats at Oracle. The crispy wings, barbecue and buffalo, and we also got the chicken nachos. Luisa Barreto lives in Oakland. She came here with friends to eat. They didn't know they could get free parking if they spent $40 on food and drinks. So they're taking a short lift ride to the arena. (laughs) And I had a shot of Patron. I asked her and her friend Richard Rodriguez, will they come back here after the Warriors last season? I don't think it would be a place I would just come to. Um, We really just come here because of the convenience, the location. You never know if I come to a Raiders game, you know, definitely come by here. Thank you. Sally Hayes watches the bartender top her Irish coffee with whipped cream. She likes watching the Warriors play for their athleticism and... There's nothing wrong with looking at a bunch of hot guys running around. Remember the show Cheers? Sally is the Diamond Sports Bar version of Norm. That's because she's been coming here for 10 years. Sally is a flight attendant and stays in the bar's hotel three times a month. She loves the bar so much, she pays out of pocket to stay here at the hotel when traveling for work sometimes. She says she'll keep coming here after the Warriors leave. I stay here because the people that work here treat me so well and so professional, and they're so good to everyone. And she hopes they stay employed after the Warriors move. Are you concerned for them once the teams leave? I am concerned when all the teams are leaving eventually. This bar makes more money when the Warriors are in town, mostly from local fans. The bar's manager, Jose Padilla, tells me business goes up 100 to 200 percent during a home game. Think about it. The Warriors play about 50 games in Oakland. That's some ching-ching. I ask how big of a hit will they take when the Warriors leave. I will definitely feel a, a, a bit of a pinch, but for the most part, we are a sports bar. Yesterday, we did get a big uh, draw for the Sharks game and for the other NBA games. We were typically uh, busy, but not as today because, you see, we have a home game, uh, and that brings a little bit extra crowd. Are you concerned as an employee about when the team's leaving and how things will fare, or are people concerned here that work here? Um, we are concerned because Oakland is... You know, for the most part, losing two teams already. As far as, you know, losing teams in Oakland, we are worried. But for the business here, because we're running a, you know, a successful sports bar, I think we're, we're pretty well off. 
I walk outside and look up as the bark connector to the Oakland airport glides above the road, sometimes casting a shadow on the businesses it passes underneath. There's not much foot traffic on Hagerberger Road, but there's plenty of cars since the street is the main connector between the Oakland airport and the highway. The side streets are lined with industrial buildings and car dealerships. I suspect those businesses won't be too affected by the Warriors leaving. But I look across the road and see a sign for the Oakland Airport Executive Hotel. There are a lot of hotels on Hagenberger, including big national chains like the Hilton and Marriott. Hmm. I wonder how the Warriors move will impact them. I leave the sports bar and cross the busy wide road to find out. It's much quieter here. I meet Mike Faruqi. He's been the general manager here for five years. That's around the time the Warriors started winning more games. Whenever there is game, we do get some business and uh, we do get busy. I would say about 10 to 15 percent. And once they leave? It's not going to affect drastically, but uh, it will make a difference, yes. We'll still survive. You know, Oakland is a vibrant city and I'm sure uh, that it'll be replaced by either some other event uh, because we have uh, Oracle so close here. We have plenty of business uh, because of the airport, so we'll be fine. Employees at other hotels tell me when it comes to sports, many of their guests are Raider fans. They'll see a decline there because Raider fans travel from around the country for games. Actually, most of the businesses seem more worried about the Raiders leaving. Down the road, in front of the Arco gas station, I stop by T-Shirt Dave's stand. Steph Curry's shirt's hanging from his tent, blowing the wind. T-Shirt Dave says the Raiders playing here one more season will help him big time. Because the Warriors are not like the Oakland Raiders. Warrior games are different. Warrior fans tend to, they march past and go by. They're not like Raider fans. Raider fans are true. T-Shirt Dave tells me sometimes his Warrior shirts account for 25% of his sales. But why can't he just pack up and take his shirts across the bridge near the new Chase Stadium? You cannot set up a table, you cannot set up a tent in San Francisco. So, it's a different story. That can run more than $1,100 minimum for the first year. What's the other option? Maybe teaming up with other sellers. Well, what we're trying to do is we're trying to debate between four of us, or are we going to go in on something like this, or are we going to try to get the permits and try to be, create a kiosk in the city? That's where we are now. Until that time, we're still here in Oakland, our town. Like the street vendors, the mom and pop restaurants are concerned too. Days after the playoffs started, I visited the Hagenberger restaurant. Yes, the pun is very much intended. Three number ones coming up. This burger joint has been around for over 40 years. Ernie Octavin is the current owner. He's taking orders from the weekday lunch crowd. There's a mix of people from office administrators to police officers. But on game day, this place is extra packed. Maybe that's because a bottle of water at Oracle costs more than some of Ernie's sandwiches. We sit by the Warriors championship pennant flags on the wall. Ernie is excited about the Dubs being in the playoffs, but not about them taking off to San Francisco. Yeah, it will definitely hurt our business, all the businesses in this area, you know, all the hotels, all the, you know, stores and restaurants and gas stations, they all make, you know, I'm sure it affects everybody. Yeah. How much business do you get on a game night, a home game night? Percentage-wise? No, I would say 20% on the game nights, 20% extra more, yeah, something like that. I also stopped by the Chubby Freeze down the road towards San Leandro Street. The Burger and Shake place has been around since 1968. It was pretty empty, 
But on game days, the parking lot is jammed with customers. A woman working there says they get 100 more customers during home games, and she doesn't have time to sit down on those shifts. She's worried about what's going to happen. But tourism might save these businesses once all of the teams leave the area. First off, it helps to be close to the increasingly busy Oakland airport, which serves more than a million passengers a month. And Oakland, known for making the most dangerous city list, is now one of National Geographic's top must-see cities in the world. Between 2016 and 2017, tourism here increased by 10%. But perhaps the most promising development for the area's businesses involves another local team. Mabry on one pitch has shot the A's in front in the eighth inning by a score of eight to seven. You see, the city of Oakland and Alameda County co-own the 155-acre spot where Oracle Arena and the Coliseum sit. The county recently approved the A's bid to buy them out for $85 million. Oakland A's President Dave Cavill presented his vision for the site at a press event right in the Coliseum's parking lot. There's housing, retail, yes, each individual like digit, as we call it, which are the developable areas, includes things like housing, including affordable housing, grocery stores, locations for small businesses. So these different neighborhoods. The A's want to keep Oracle Arena for concerts and events, but tear down the Coliseum and build 3,000 units of housing on the site, as well as a massive park and a tech campus. But they're still looking to have a new stadium near Jack London Square. This plan has Ernie at Hagenberger feeling a little more hopeful. Oh, that's a great news. Yeah, love it. <laughs> hopefully, they, uh, hopefully that plan's, uh, you know, hopefully it happens, yeah. Now, will it cause your rent to increase or? Uh, that I'm not sure. Things may look shiny and new over here near Oracle in years to come. But with the Warriors leaving, it definitely won't feel the same on Hagenberger Road. That's Janae Darden in East Oakland. Coming up on Bounce, we'll hear how the Warriors are giving a strong nod to Oakland when they move to San Francisco next year. Are they going to want to use ingredient, different ingredients that are cheaper? Because if that's the case, I don't want to be involved. But it wasn't the case. The story of Bake Sale Betty's and how the Chase Center will bring some Oakland flavor to the fans. That's next time on Bounce. Thanks for listening to our series. We'll have new episodes every Wednesday through the end of the season. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts and get involved. Spread the word, rate, and review us. Let us know what you think. This podcast is a production of KALW Public Radio. Our theme music was made by Daoud Anthony. Artwork is by David Boyer with Illuminaries. Our team includes Shireen Adel, Gabe Graben, and James Rollins. I'm Ben Trefney. Until the final buzzer.